You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about john kale paris 1919 in the room i have adam ben and john yeah paris 1919 is the third solo studio album by the welsh musician john kale it was released on the 25th of february 1973 on reprise records and the producer was chris thomas and the genre is art pop and baroque pop and from all music review jason anke one of John Cale's very finest soul efforts, Paris 1919, is also among his most successful records. One which grows in depth and resonance with each su- successive listen. A consciously literary work, the songs even bear titles like Child's Christmas in Wales, Macbeth, and Graham Greene. Paris 1919 is close in spirit to a collection of short stories. The songs are richly poetic, en- enigmatic, period pieces strongly evocative of their time and place. Chris Thomas's production is appropriately lush and sweeping, with many tracks set in orchestral accompaniment. Indeed, there is little here to suggest either Kale's noisy, abrasive past or the chaos about to resurface in his subsequent work. For better or worse, his music never achieved a similar beauty again. All right, what do we think of Paris 1919? I had never heard this before. I'd never heard it. Same. I it's like a good it. one. I, I like had never, heard, I had never heard him before. This is one of those names where like John Kill. I know that name, but like just co- completely missed the boat on it. And I, I love how it opens. Uh, that really fun, dun 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 dun. Yeah. Like it's, it's really cool. Um, the production is so cool on this record. It's great. And again, it's like one of those records where you immediately have touchstones for the era, whether it's like. A little bit of Velvet Underground, even maybe. Absolutely, he was, uh, in, he was Velvet in Velvet Underground. Underground. Oh, yeah. of course, yes. Um, well, I didn't even make sense of that, but of course, uh, <laughs> I'm totally pulling this off the cuff. Of it, no, no, <laughs> um, you're not wrong. But then, like, <laughs> but I also heard, of course, like a Nick Drake sort of vibe, and like maybe even like some zombies. Like, but it really fits. Of course, that's why I know the name John Cale. And he helped Nick Sorry, Drake guys. make his album. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you're right there. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, this is literally just... <laughs> no, you're right in it. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're, good. You're, like, you're doing great. No idea. No idea about any of this. And uh, I just comp- I just missed it, you know? And But I was hearing uh, all that stuff and thinking, like, oh, this, this reminds me of this. This reminds me of this. And then, like, moving forward, oh, boy, like, again, it's that Bell and Sebastian. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. right. Like, this. here's a band that was, like... Man. I've got a short list yeah. of just bands that shoot like, it because I like uh, the first track. I was getting Father John Misty vibes. Uh-huh. Second track, Neutral Melka Hotel vibes. Uh-huh. I got Yola Tanga vibes. I got uh, then in Paris, nineteen nineteen. This is not future, but I got Graham Nash, Our House mm-hmm. vibes. Yeah, totally. 
Yeah. It, I also got Nielsen, uh, Paul Simon. Oh yeah, I thought. Yeah. I mean, Paul Simon. I heard in there too. I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot here, and there's a lot that he that sort of like resonates. But I think that he's an. Uh, I think it is unique enough that I was I was, uh, uh, you know, John Cale is kind of a force to be uh, yeah, reckoned with. He's yeah. his own creature. And yeah. Like, it's. Uh, that Welsh accent is just yeah. different from English enough to be yeah. like Agreed. really charming. Well, interesting. Yeah, it gives you a little bit of flavor. And He's not a great singer either. Like, which is I, was I think say that too, I yeah. think it's kind of like charming in a weird way. He, He's got that like not a great singer quality that is. I would rather hear this than like you know somebody who is like too good a singer mm-hmm. or overdoing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like, like, like too really much embellishment. Per- I think that's where we we kind of faltered who was it Scott Walker because mm-hmm. we were like, dude, you're like great singer, but you're really over yeah. deliver, you know, like Yeah, yeah. It's just a little too much. This is a nice this, subtlety. He, he knows w- what his voice is. He knows his limitations. Yeah. Like cuz some of these melodies are very like I would argue like our melodies that are sort of rooted in their limitations. Um, so they might not be the most exciting verses, but then he has a way of taking sort of like badly sung, not greatly written verse melody, and then the chorus will suddenly explode. You're like, damn, this song rules. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it, it's really impressive. I mean, he, I think the production has a lot to do with it. There's some really great choices for ramping up choruses on this on this record yeah i was gonna say the orchestration or the arrangement Mm -hmm. is one of the most amazing arrangements for every song because it's exciting they yeah they're exciting songs even though it you kind of have a very similar vibe running through the entire album but at the same time every song that comes on you're like they're treated differently wow this is great this is the cool production is chris thompson who uh came off this came onto this project after working uh with procol harem so that's mm. where you're getting like all that orchestral stuff Interesting. yeah oh also the kinks i got a little kinks oh, for sure yeah. for sure yeah, absolutely. i have that too that, there village, it is. Yeah. Village Green. <laughs> Why do I love it so much? <laughs> I knew I'd get you with that. <laughs> yeah, Village Green vibes for me. Yeah. But, yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's a cool record. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really beautiful, beautiful album. Like, a lot of the songs are just gorgeous. You know. With a sadness. Exactly, with a sadness and with, like, kind of some of them have, like, a kind of a sinister or, or like... Dark humor? Yeah, kind of a dark humor side to them, like the half-past France one. Like, it's not necessarily dark humor, but it's kind of like, okay, this is a situation that we're in, and, you know, I've got to kill this person or they're going to kill me. <laughs> and it's like, you know... I will kinda, say that's one of the only songs that, like, even though that idea is cool, I, that was one of the only songs I didn't care for on the record. Oh, half-past yeah. France? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was great. You just Melodically was... and, and delivery-wise, I just don't think it hit. But. Well, because it's more... it's. I feel like it's more of a... Standard so- style of song. Yeah, the, the storytelling war song. Well, the, I have a real problem with. But songs I thought it was good. <laughs> that like literally like first I did this and then I did this and then over here there was a guy doing this and then this was happening. It's just like find another way to like do that some of the time, but you need to like s- split like use metaphor, use simile, use you know artful language. It just felt a little juvenile hmm. and like um, I I think. That is cool, and I think like it could have been cooler if it was just a little more like masterfully done. But then it's like 
who the fuck cares? Like, right. <laughs> it's a great record. And, yeah. I, and I also feel like the, those types of songs, that's kind of the nature of those songs, is they're, they're written in plain language because they're sung by plain folk. Yeah. But, but no, I see your point, too, because you, you get the whole rest of the album, which is all in poetry. Yeah. So, huh. I, just th- I just think it, it just needed, like, more time. Mm-hmm. It, was, it just needed more time in the oven. <laughs> but, like... On the, that one, too, I, I was writing that his... It has, like, a... R- cool melodies and his like pop sensibilities and his his voice is very sweet everything feels very sweet and poppy yeah. but it's not so saccharine because there's at least there's something about it that doesn't carry over into complete um like just pop nonsense well, I well so i think that's the, the polish yeah. I, that's what I was, I was about <laughs> yeah. to say that I was like, like the thing that I don't like about the last song we were talking about, uh, Half Best Friends, is like what makes the rest of the album work for me is like it's like it lacks refinement, and that's why it that's why it doesn't sound like bubblegum. Mm-hmm. Like imagine this record produced now. Oh jeez, it would be like it would be like the worst teeny thing. Like it could be really this album you could easily just. Give this record to like a singer songwriter and have them cover it, and you would hate it. Yeah. Like, and you like, wouldn't notice all the great stuff that's happening in the lyrics and in the melodies. Like, even with the orchestration, he's still got that hardwired in, like Velvet Underground minimalist aesthetic. Yeah. And the, and the, and the bareness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The cinema verite. That's what. Yeah. Bareness. Not minimalist because it's got an orchestra, but the bareness. It's it's like, and it's that cinema verite where it's like. Warts and all, yeah, as mm-hmm. we, we like to say. But like, you know, it's. I mean, like, if you had, if you're making this as a modern record, and you had your everything would be so tuning, clean. If you had your watch well, thing so about like, vocal well, tuning, yeah, if he sounded flat, they wouldn't keep there's it. There's almost not a note. On, there's yeah. almost not a note on this record that's correct. It's like <laughs> when you listen to it, there's so much warbling and like half, like just like a little bit off. Like and when I hear it's this, it's endearing. I, but oh, it it's works. Lovely, yeah. yeah, yeah, and like. Often I, I tend to enjoy records that like, you know, aren't too perfect, and yeah. this one works. This is one of my uh, like, I file into the category of like, coffee on a rainy morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kinda like like Astro Weeks was there for me. Okay, and like this one's there for me. Yeah, have you, you heard his other stuff? Vintage Violence and I I haven't. I know that this is the most accessible. Yeah, this is definitely the, yeah, and the, I know. I know which parts of the crazy Velvet Underground song, songs were were John Cale's or parts. Kale. Is yeah. there is there a reason that Cale reined it in on this one? Like, because uh, I mean, I know that because what other song was it? Was it Nick Drake? Where Nick Drake's like, oh, I need an album where I can like sell this album. Was it there was there was another artist we listened to that had yeah. kind of oh, been further that, out. Was that brighter later? I mean, so that's the one with like the the nice production to it. Right, wasn't it? brighter later was more pop. Pop oriented, and that might have been that might have been this kind of uh, thoroughfare for John Cale because he worked on Brighter Later. And yeah, so maybe he was like, "Oh, okay, I can make a pop album." But, but a lot of it I had read was due to the producer uh, Chris Thomas mm. because he was working with Chris Thomas, uh. and so he, I think John Cale is one of those people that he sees it's almost like a director who sees an actor and is like, I know what movie I can make with this person Mm, mm -hmm. or, you know, vice versa, an actor saying to a director, I have this, this thing and I'm going to do this. Who was it? De Niro did that for like raging bull. He was like, 
I want to make this movie to Scorsese, and I don't think Scorsese was like on board right away until he convinced them. I think it's the same with this. Yeah. He, he had the you know the person, and he he saw what he could do for him in this context. song that we're hearing in our ears right now Macbeth. called yeah Macbeth that's right it sounds like a T-Rex song it like, does like what's going on like this song stuck out and I was like out of nowhere an up out of record. nowhere <laughs> yeah. it sounds like a T-Rex song and uh but like I got no problem with it and you know what somehow this sort of like sensitive sad balladeer makes this work and it does not stand out as a negative at all right it's um it's interesting to me, you know, like, I think this record has so many chances to fail, and it averts every one of them. It's like, it, it's, I think it's a really fascinating record for that reason. Like, yeah. it's... That's a good point. It's just like, there's so many things here that could not work, and, but... I felt like they all worked, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's pushing a lot of crazy genres, I mean, that you wouldn't, like, uh, yeah, he has the rock history a bit from Velvet Underground, but... He tended to be on the more avant-garde, less rocky ones, and this is a this Macbeth is a kind of a straight rocker, yeah, and it's it, like and it works. Fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a fun yeah, song. Graham yeah. Greene is fun. This is yeah. fun, and Graham Greene's like I, I don't know how to. It almost sounds like Afro Caribbean like pop. Yeah, like, <laughs> tapping in. I, I was thinking of him and Paul Simon. Yeah, they knew what was going it's, on. It's surprising. Like, there's a lot of surprises here, and they they work. Yeah, um, it's a. It's a thoroughly enjoyable album. Yeah. Uh, anybody, John, I know you're a history buff. You want to tell me about Paris 1919? So I'm going to think... <laughs> is this like a Gertrude Stein reference or something? No. Uh, Paris 1919 is uh, after World War One mm-hmm. when the superpowers basically divided up the world, uh, you know, dividing up uh, German uh, areas and Africa and yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the peace, peace terms. Yeah, peace terms, but also yep. in some ways accord. laying the groundwork for the Third Reich mm. by really hobbling Germany to the point that there was economic downturn and, and depression that allowed them to make a scapegoat out of the Jewish people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, nailed it. There you go. Yep. I thought that was AP history. Were there some cool, yeah, were there some cool <laughs> lyrics? <Gay Curry. laughs> oh yeah, I did hear I did mishear some lyrics. Would you like to hear oh, yes, some please. Mis- <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Uh, so Hanky Panky Know How. Did anybody have anything else? For I was that? trying to figure uh, out what I read the title before I heard the song. Yeah, I, oh, it okay. sounded kinda like and I'm digging a hole. Yeah, I, I said I, I keep on packing the house. Oh, there you go. I keep, keep packing, packing the house. The house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because I was, because I, I was like, I, oh, he's moving, you know, he keeps moving or something. Like I keep moving from place to place or something. Because uh, so. I don't really know exactly what hanky panky no ho means. I know. But, I, I but I like that song. <laughs> Do you guys hear our house? Oh, absolutely. We're yeah. listening to uh, Paris, 19. Paris, 19. Paris nineteen nineteen. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to, yeah, I was trying to look up those lyrics because I, I couldn't remember what they were. It was. I didn't. 
I also heard um, a bit of me heard a bit of a was it like folk, folk traditional uh, from Irish and Welsh like a uh, folk music mm-hmm. that sort of triad music or whatever things we were getting with um fairport convention a bit like, like just that little convention. just a little touch of that mm-hmm. i think even though it was You'll orchestrated yeah and then he's welsh yeah. so it makes wales has uh, such a perfect sense cool history of of language and culture there's there's a lot of like welsh yeah. wisdoms and storytelling and like expressions it's it's yeah. uh I remember the first time I went over to the United Kingdom and like was actually made aware uh, of like oh what's the deal with whales like what what is that anyway <laughs> you know and like as I started to realize like oh like I know all these like little weird things or like this is a book series I read as a kid from that was Welsh and like and uh, we learned all these fun interesting things because we had this really cool Welsh publicist that would just tell us all these great stories. <laughs> But that's cool. Fun. Yeah, just a nice memory. Speaking yeah. of Welsh, how how did John Cale meet up with the underground? Was he living in New York? He went to school. Art, oh, okay. They were an art school. All right. Yeah, and his uh, roommate was I think a bass player. Um, Sterling. No, no, he was Sterling. Guitar. It was. Um, gosh, no, I'm not. That's escaping me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's where he he met up with uh, with cool. Lou Reed. Makes sense. Yeah. Very, you know, that that band was very much a art project. Yeah. In a mm-hmm. sense. And so, but... With an artist benefactor. Damn good musicians, though, that came out of it. Yeah. Um, We're getting into some some more uh, Lou Reed solo soon, right? Yeah, Berlin is coming right up. Cool. So we got Paris, we got Berlin, yeah, exactly. then uh, the, the, the Mo Tucker yeah. album Daytona. Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> coming up. <laughs> Just a visitor, you see, so much wanting to be seen. She'd open up the doors and vaguely carry us away. It's the customary thing to say or do to a disappointed proud man in his grief. And on Fridays she'd be there, but on Mondays not at all. Just casually appearing from the clock across the hall. Here goes What do you think? What do you think, Adam? Would you? Oh, definitely a positive for me. Um, I was just looking up to see like the critical reception, and it's, it was very good. And, oh, of uh, this album? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's overwhelmingly yeah, yeah, positive. Yeah, very, very good. Like, yeah. like wow. But uh, you rarely see a record that was received as well by everybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a great record. Like it's it's. It's exciting in the way that when you put on some of those like Velvet Underground and Nico records that there's just like they really knew how to remove instruments. Like I think one of the things that I've always struggled with when with songs in general is like making sure that people like don't play. That's one of the hardest things to do in music is like you get all these people that you're you're in a band with and the and that they shouldn't all be playing all the time like that just doesn't always serve the song 
but it's tough because you got a bunch of musicians and they want to play. And that's, it's like Hawkwind. That's the Hawkwind. Hawk, so, so that's like I was like going to make that exact comparison. Is that Hawkwind? Everybody plays all the time and never stops. This record is such a counterpoint to that, and it shows how successful it is to just like, like maybe you all start playing, but just like turn those faders down, even if you're all playing it, and just figure out what sounds the best. That's how this record sounds to me. Um, you know, maybe they started with more and took it down maybe depending on the song maybe they you know only added things as needed but like it's masterfully produced i would like this record without liking any of the songs because it sounds great yeah. and uh but i happen to like almost all the songs yeah. i think it's fantastic cool yep positive for me this is a, a a real pleasant surprise yeah me too yeah uh i i like just about everything on it it definitely deserves more listens because uh, I, I I've really just been drinking in like the the musicality of it. I haven't really even d- delved into the the lyrics yet. But uh, yeah, this is this is going to be on a current rotation for for at least the the near future. I've still cool. got I've still got listening to do on this one. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. give it a complete positive. Um, I, again, I was one of the ones that had never heard this before, um, and just it was really really good from start to finish. Um, there's, you know, these various trends that happen on Facebook and things that people get into. And there's one going around where it's like, put up an album that you're, you know, had a huge impact on you. And uh, I saw one of my uh, Facebook buddies on there say that this was the album that had a huge impact on him. And so I was really mm-hmm. interested to see, okay, well, you know, what's this got in store? And I can see, you know, how that would work for exactly that person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Total positive for me, too. I mean, the. I think the best thing about this album is there's no, it's just songs. It's just songs, well-crafted songs. There's, there's no, no waste. There's no BS. There's no rambling. There's no, uh, it's presented well, like well-crafted songs. 31 minutes long, by the way, guys. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, just nailing just, it. Just like, and you know, I, I wonder if it was 45 minutes long, which I also think is like an acceptable album length, kind of at the top end, but like, if it was 45 minutes long, I wonder if, if it would have had such a positive effect. Um, you know, like It's short and sweet, and just, like, I'm going to listen to it a bunch because it's got that, um, just, like, want you leaving more quality. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, I wrote, it sounds like Byron poems from Paul Simon with the touch of the Beatles in the 70s. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Boy, we've really been agreeing on records a lot lately. I think we've been getting some good ones. Well, we've been getting good records, but like even the ones that we're like neutraling uh, or disliking, I, would, I feel like we've been on the same page a lot. It's kind of interesting to yeah. see as we get closer to our era of music for our generation. We're not there yet, but like as we get closer, our taste sort of where that division is going to show. <laughs> well, but I mean, like it's actually right now it's gelling. Right. Yeah. It will eventually, once we get into... Because we all came up, I think, kind of listening to some different stuff as young people mm-hmm. to some extent. And you know, we became friends and merged later yeah. uh, in some of our interests. But I mean, we still listen to some pretty different stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that's what's kind of interesting to me when we all agree. is like, oh, that's... I think, I think once we get... But at the same time, I think there are going to be albums that are like, this one's a little... This one's out there, and maybe one person is willing to do that, and you know, yeah. pe- people aren't. Like I wasn't willing to go out on or. I was just like, that's not for me. Yeah, whatever this is, or 
uh, even the what Madcap Laughs by Sid Barrett. I'm like, nah. This yeah, that, I remember Ben liked that this one. Is like and not I, I couldn't love Dor. And Rob, Rob liked uh, Sid Barrett too. And yeah. I couldn't get there. Like no. I was, it was close at moments, but like he's Lawrence. And I de- and I definitely wasn't on a uh, uh, was what was a uh, Emerson Lake and Palmer. I didn't I didn't like that at mm-hmm. all. Um, Tarkus was fine, but the other one pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man, museum. I mean, so, 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 at an yeah. exhibition. Yeah. Um, but I think there'll be those albums are, that's going to skew it, you know, like we'll, we'll get there with those. But when it has this sort of like resounding, you know, praise, yeah. like an album like this, it's, it's going to be hard to deny yeah, that, the, that the quality. Kind of but yeah. I'll be curious when we get to the 80s and it's the stuff that we grew up hearing all the time. And yeah. Like, and who made connections and who didn't and who's like, oh, I actually hate that song. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> that'll be funny. Just yeah. four more years. <laughs> <laughs> Not the influences on this, but what this has influenced. Like, I had to get through that before I could get down yeah. to this. Just like every song just reminded me of more contemporary yeah. artists that uh, I'm sure heard this album. All right, next time we'll be talking about Can Future Days. All right, thanks, y'all. In a year and a day to be sure That your face doesn't alter Your words never falter